We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. Hey, sir. This is the type of you know, football we're at. You know, it's, and these guys don't respect the game and don't respect the coaches the way we used to, you know. Um, I've never seen anybody talk back to Bill. Um, as a leader and as a captain, of course, we have conversation of things that we might not like, but that's behind closed doors. And it's not us challenging Bill. It's us trying to get a better understanding what's going on. But as far as talking back to a coach, like, no, you, you don't do that, you know? But this new era of football, these kids feel entitled, you know, starting college. You know, you got all this mess going on in college and you 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 taking care as a college player and then you get to the league. Now, all of a sudden, you want the same treatment, but you have to realize this shield, it ain't college. You have to prove what, you have to prove yourself at this level. Second hour of WEEI Late Night with KJ. That's Vince Wolfolk yesterday on NBC Sports Boston. Just giving his thoughts on where he sees and some of the stories that are starting to float around about this potential disconnect between the players, management, and I think pops up today suddenly we something we've never seen before, a press release about what the Patriots are in the process of doing, right? Like, you, you've never heard any of that like let out like that something something is afoot it might be feet it could be Robert Kraft both of his feet but my goodness this is different but as I was saying last hour sometimes when you make changes that can seem to be extreme they can have an opposite reaction like the changes may be good for the team but the person who wants the changes the most may not be around to see them I've seen it all the time in this industry you see it in sports too. Oh man, <laughs> they just let the guy go. Then they go on and win everything. Well, they made the change because you know, the person who made the most noise was a culture problem. All right, still to come. We'll get more into the Celtics win tonight. Impressive showing against the Nets, holding them to under 100 points, plus the Bruins take an L tonight. But I, I really just think that Pasta is about to get screwed on this Hart Trophy. I understand the Connor McDavid love, but it's starting to get a little bit obscene. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Chris in the car uh, wants to talk about if, if if Dallas loses to Brady this weekend, does that mean the end of Dallas as we know it? Chris, thanks for the call. 
JJ, thank you for taking the call. It, I might be wrong, but it seemed like last I read the line was a little wider on the Dallas game versus the uh, Tampa, uh, you know, Dallas versus Tampa. Yeah, I'll be honest. I hadn't and, checked since this morning. So I don't know what the I don't know what the actual line is. I just know that the numbers that I gave out in scared money are are different props that you could play further in BetMGM. So that might not be the line when I say that they win by between four between one and six points. I don't know where the line is right now. I hadn't looked at it just yet. Okay, it just it just seemed like it's getting as they'd say tighter. And yeah. if McCarthy loses this game, you know, unlike Belichick, who's pretty much embedded like a tick on the uh, Patriots as a dog, if you, you know, dog analogy embedded like a tick. Right. Um, I don't think Mike McCarthy can take this loss because that would be what five straight years. Uh, I've lost track. He has, yeah. I don't think he's won a playoff game. And on that, yeah. I'd be interested to hear what you think. And, and I'll take the answer off there and love the show as usual, my friend, love the show. Thank you, Chris. Have a great evening. You know, Here's the thing when I think about Belichick making these decisions about who could potentially run the offense. If Mike McCarthy is out at Dallas and Kellen Moore, who's inter- who uh, they want in, in Carolina to interview, if they're already breaking up the thing, I, I can see Belichick saying, okay, I'm going to go with a guy who's been trusted in this league to succeed in calling offenses. Do you call Mike McCarthy? Someone you know is going to have a little more patience with the new quarterback. Someone who understands the importance of maintaining culture. You know, that's why I don't think you'll hear any names this week until teams start getting eliminated. You know, if the Bucks lose, do you make a play for Byron Leftwich? You know, so I think there's some fascinating names that are out there that aren't necessarily available right away. And the Patriots... I mean, let's just call it what it is. They have a little bit of time. You know in the draft you're not going to be going to get another quarterback. You know, with a 14th pick, you're probably going to get another offensive lineman. This time one that belongs in the first round. Sorry. So you don't have this rush to say, oh my gosh, we got to get a quarterback and we don't have an offensive coordinator. You do have some time. Right? There'll never be an announcement saying that Matt Patricia has been relieved of his offensive calling play calling duties because he never officially was named that. So that's the other part of it. There will be no firing of Matt Patricia because he was never technically hired to do the position that you're calling for. And should he even be scapegoated? Because who's really at fault for putting him in that position? Belichick. Well, I, I always said if things started going wrong, that Belichick should just raise his hand and saying, I'm calling the plays. I mean, if that's the case, now if you're telling me Belichick is not at that point of being able to manage the offensive side of the game, then it goes back to the original question. It's like, okay, so... If it's something that you couldn't necessarily do, and I'm not saying you can't, why would you give it to someone who's even less capable than you of doing it? Like how are, you know, like you don't bring gasoline to help put out a fire, just liquid. And that was my thing. It was like, at what point would Bill annex the play calling? But what a weird thing happened. The team seemed to always hover around 500 the whole season. So if you had your projections of how good the team was going to be, you're going to say they were going to be not too far away from 500. The idea is not to be too far south of it and hopefully to get lucky maybe in a game or two to put them over 500 and get them in the playoffs, right? Literally the very last week, you go 9-8 and eight and you're in. So literally you could be 500 and be no worse of a position than you were the previous year with a rookie quarterback 
and the most ideal offensive coordinator. So taking those things into into mind, that's why you probably continue to roll with it if you're Belichick. You, you, You can't change midstream, even though that may seem very easy. This is not like our jobs, right? Like, imagine you had fiscal, for those who are in the financial portion, imagine if you were preparing a fiscal budget for every every for for the year every week and it started on Tuesday like no you got to do fiscal budget this week like that's the most stressful time of the year p- preparing budgets so that's why you can't necessarily change midstream now at the end of the season i wondered have you reached out to bill o'brien can you get him in here to be kind of an eye in the sky consultant something something that would show you know that there is a problem and here's an attempt to fix it you know and you didn't see that. Here's Rob Nikovich addressing the issues that's come up about can can players today's players get with Belichick in his old school ways. I mean, I think that I feel like I feel like an old man right now saying that it's hard for me to relate to younger people right now. Um, you know, I'm 38 years old. I'm gonna be 39 years old, and my nephew was here a couple weeks ago, and I'm looking at this kid like, "What do you? This is what you do? Like, <laughs> this is what you 20 year olds do? It's wild." So, I mean, I I think that there could be some aspects aspects of the game that have changed that Bill is going to have a hard time understanding. Number one, I mean, you look at these kids in college now; they're they're their own marketing team. They're, each individual player is marketing themselves to try and maximize their earning potential, which granted, yeah, you should try and make money. But the whole like do it for the team and, and do your job for your team aspect of football, I think that's changing, and it starts in college where these kids are making multiple uh, you know, six-figure contracts and six-figure things with this new NIL deal it starts to even pull you farther away from doing what's right for the team. And I think that that could be a, an issue, not only for Bill, but for everyone trying to coach at a high level and trying to get a team to come together when everyone's in it for themselves. Yeah. You know, money's always been around the game of football and college athletics. Let's just call it what it is. I've seen kids like, okay, so where did you get, the 5.0 Mustang from Georgia and we live in New Jersey. How that you don't ask any questions. So money's always been around football. Gifts have always been around football. That's always been the case. It isn't the money that they're getting in college. It's the amount of attention that they get on social media. Like if there is a breaking and a flashpoint in the NFL is when, and this may sound very old to some young people like really? It's when Antonio Brown went Facebook live inside of the Steelers locker room broke the ultimate code. Now, I'm not saying that that's what's happening with, with 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 the Patriots, but there's a mentality that exists that as soon as I'm leaving facilities, I I could actually I could be up on the gram. You know? I'm taking I'm taking pictures of my meal, getting ready for practice. Belichick is like this is Fort Knox. They don't even need to know whether there's gold or silver or dust in here. There should be none of that stuff. There's and and I think, you know, we're kind of in a maybe a loose lips, potentially sink ships environment where it's very easy to kind of converse back and forth, thinking that it's nothing, but also knowing or not realizing that the people you may be having these discussions with 
can then get something financial out of it and have nothing to do really with the game of football, right? They're just your friends and be like, Hey, I know something. And for, you know, a couple of bucks and maybe some follows, I can, I can hit you off. I can break you off. In fact, here's Dan Orlovsky uh, earlier with Metgo and Arcan talking about the comments Chris Sims made about Mac Jones talking outside the team. No, <laughs> uh, I don't know where they finished in their offensive rankings, and I know some of those numbers get skewed depending on the points per game or points per play or all, you know, whatnot. But the the fact that the quarterback realizes this is not good enough and wants to figure out ways to make it better, that's an appealing trait and an encouraging trait. I just don't think that it is, you know, one that needs to be under Matt Patricia and Joe Judge's reign. And I'm not saying fire these guys and they're out of jobs and whatnot. I'm just saying you have to bring an offensive coordinator. So, no, I I like the fact that Mac wants to address what wasn't good enough this year and try to figure out ways um, and tap into other resources and and advice from people who um, maybe have been a part of other ones that have been successful. Oh, no. (laughs) This team, you, you, you... I can understand how Belichick would see that being part of this team is almost like being part of a marriage. The only difference is that and technically there's a legal contract involved as well. And one thing married people will tell another married person if they're smart is I have no marital advice for you, meaning I have no business being in your marriage. Now, if it's safety, that's something totally different. But nobody has any business being in the middle of the marriage. None. So you talking to people outside of of your environment? It's one thing to go to a team captain and say, "This is I want to express myself," and I know that you're a guy that has his ear and his trust. That's one thing, but it's another thing to talk to people on the outside and say, "Well, this is that and that and this and this and that and everything," because now you can't control or pull back in the bad game of telephone that could potentially happen that we're kind of seeing right now, where for the fans they've been given hope by Robert Kraft. But on the back end, they could be working on Mac Jones' replacement. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ Late Night WEEI. It's time to trend with Andrew Meehan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
WEEI Late Night. On Boston Sports Original. WEEI. Well, Seattle was the better team tonight, and they are the first club to come in to TD Garden and win in regulation. It ends a streak of 29 games with points dating all the way back to last season. Four regular season games, three playoff wins, and 19-0-3 in the 23 season ends tonight. Seattle 3, Boston 0. Late night. WEEI, it's KJ, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Jack Edwards on the final call tonight. Um, Bruins lose 3 nothing. I'm not really concerned, but in seven minutes, I'll tell you how I, I'm a bit perturbed of how this Hart Trophy voting is going to be pretty much as set up as a WWE match. Uh, let's go to Stanley Mansfield. Wants to talk about where we are now with the Patriots. We were just talking about um, just the whole feeling and weirdness that's going on with the uh, franchise and the players and management. Uh, Stanley, thanks so much for calling late night. You're on the air. Hey, how you guys doing? Hope everybody's well. Happy New Year. Happy New uh, Year, brother. Chase. Um, we can't wait for an offensive coordinator to fall in our laps. Bill Belichick has been known to just wait for, uh, for example, a receiver on the back end like Randy Moss, Chad Johnson, and so Randy forth. Moss would be a bad example because Randy Moss pretty much solidified his yellow jacket in the Hall of Fame coming here. Okay, continue. Okay. Chad Johnson, okay. I get. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. And and it's just like, dude, you felt comfortable enough to not only make yourself look bad because the fact that you're stubborn and not, hey, I want to go hire Brian Gase, someone that could probably, you don't know, will give you feedback and not some guy like, yes, man, like Matt, uh, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge because going forward, it's like you're you're costing the team. Like you almost lost Gerard Mayo because, hey, I want to play nepotism and let my son coach the defense with Gerard Mayo, and Gerard Mayo has proven that he could actually, like, run a defense literally by himself. Of course, he's going to get input by his former his former coach. I mean, obviously, he's still his boss. But at the end of the day, it's just like, dude, when do Patriots fans realize, not this in, Bel- in Bill Belichick we trust, that slogan has, like, died in the last five years. You need to, like, really get that out of your, like, head and realize, like, this guy – makes mistakes, you need to acknowledge it. This guy has not drafted well in the last five to six years, maybe even ten, ten years, because the last two drafts, especially that I've noticed that he's drafted well, was the year that in 2010 when you had Brandon Spikes, Aaron Hernandez, Gronkowski, and the next one you had was 2012 when you had both back-to-back Hightower and Chandler Jones. Those are the only two drafts that I could tell you off the top of my head that were good. The majority of the drafts now in the last five to six years, they're not even on the team. majority of them not even on the team. Like, I just don't know what I can say. Like, I'm just going back and forth. I mean, just saying the same thing over and over, and everybody's just looking at me like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Bill Belichick would never do that. Oh, Bill Belichick, yo, he drafts good. He he spends more money than every owner in the league or something like that. He he, he cares about the team. I'm like, dude, what? You, you couldn't even let... 
Josh McDaniels. No, he could even let the organization know what his next plans were to inform Josh McDaniels, hey, you might be the head coach. Or you might be the offensive coordinator again. Well, that's a We're that's a big that that's a big ask in terms of like, are you going to be the head one in charge? Stanley, thanks so much for the call. Great passion. Yeah, it I, over the last couple of nights, and and look, there's no assumption that like, hey, if you're here with me Thursday night, you heard what I talked about on Monday night. That's not an assumption. But on Monday night, and this is why you can go back and listen on the um, the app. It's free. Uh, Odyssey. Type in W E E I. I talked about. Bill Belichick really has a crew, right? And you don't go against crew. Crew dictates who does what and when. Crew would put people in positions of importance that are no more important only because they're part of the crew. It's like, hey, we run the trash. You know, we, we're in charge of the night life around here as well. And anybody goes against that, they're going against the crew. And I think what Robert Kraft did went in there and said, hey, I may have a RICO case going on inside of my own organization. I need to break this thing up. Especially when Matt Patricia was given the, the play calling duties after being the head coach of the Lions. And Joe Judge was his assistant when Joe Judge was the head coach of the New York Giants. They had their worst offense output two straight years. The worst since 1980. And that goes before what was the original butt fumble. And for those who remember how bad the Giants used to be at that time, oh my God. And he was as bad as then. And now this is suddenly in charge of the offense. Wasn't the butt fumble the Jets? That was the Jets, but the original, um, why they now have the victory formation was a oh, handoff oh, oh, gotcha. to Larry Zonka that was fumbled by Pasarchik, I think his last name was. Picked up by Herm Edwards. The Eagles run it in for a touchdown, win the game. And after that, that's when they created the victory formation. Right? Gotcha. gotcha. Right, because people were still handing the ball off. And so, yeah, I. that's what I talked about a few nights ago. It's like, hey, there's a crew on the block, and they're dictating everything. And that had just come off of the heels of when Tommy Curran had said, hey, there are reports out there that Belichick actually makes more than the 20 in his salary. That someone had told him or informed him that it's way more than what the salary is. And come Tuesday night, I started to believe that maybe Belichick has the spirit of Paul Brown. That could have been last night. They, they all run together. The spirit of Paul Brown in him is like, how does Belichick get to a point of where he can have enough money to buy into ownership and be general manager and then not coach anymore? Prices are probably too high now. Who knows? But today was a day that no one expected to see press release, not stating what they've done, the Patriots, what they are doing. Like, behind the curtain. It's like, for, for those of a certain age, like, Kiss took off their masks? Oh my God! That was like a national television event. Unmasking Kiss tonight at 8. You're like, oh my God, no way! Does Peter Chris really look like a cat? No, I'm kidding. But yeah, there had to be some type of unmasking at some point, and I knew it was going to happen in the form of firing Belichick. Um, maybe there was a conversation of, look, either you are going to be more in charge of the GM situation and step away from coaching or be a coach and may, upper management goes and gets general managing. And I think somewhere what was met in there was we need to start thinking about who may be the long-term successor here 
whose last name isn't spelled the same exact way as yours. But crew could have gotten it that close. I'm just saying. Well, I believe Steve knows exactly what we're doing. He's been here for years. I, I think so. I, you know, they say if you want to get someone's attention, write a letter. Not type it. Write a letter and mail it. <laughs> I think people have been mailing craft letters here over the last four or five days. You know, with the stamp on there upside down, you know. You put an upside down stamp. This must be serious. Open it. Dear Bob. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, people are angry. They're they and understandably so because I guess and this is what Stanley was saying. It was like it felt like dude stood in the middle of the street was just like, and Matt Patricia's gonna be running the offense. What you gonna do? What are you gonna do? And I think that feeling of Bill saying he was going to be back before even addressing like, hey, is is this experiment over? Just made other people just what is the uh, what is the cartoon that, that, that turned it into a meme where he's balling up his fist, he's mad? Oh, um, the cartoon character. What is his name, Matthew? Help me. I'm Andrew. I'm kind of blanking. What up, Arthur? It's Arthur. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the meme where he's scree- squeezing his hands out of anger. That was the fan base. You could feel it because you're like, okay, you're hearing all these other offensive coordinators being let go from their jobs, the Jets. All these other things, and, and you're like, Patricia's name isn't even being sneezed. It's amazing. All right, Bruins lose tonight, and I'm I'm not really worried about that. You know, I mean, granted, it's the first time someone has beaten the Bruins at home in regulation. If you have to say all that, it shows you how good the team is. Really great the team is. I mean, it's going to happen at some point. Right, but here's here's the overarching picture, right? Because I think really it comes down to who wins the Hart Trophy to really explain how great this situation has been for the Bruins this year. Now, keep in mind, as the season started, I was just like, yeah, this is like Undertaker in the last ride. You know, Kretschy's come back from Eastern Europe. You, you, everybody, you're almost as old as Ovechkin and, and his family, okay? I think the Bruins are like the third oldest team in the league. So you're like, this is going to be that last run, maybe get some connective tissue to the team that last won the Cup, Make a run for a cup. Have some of these newer guys like DeBrusque and Pasta, McAvoy, these guys say that they have a championship and then can carry it as you continue to build the team. You've got a new coach. There were some things being put in place. But I think part of the narrative that's kind of getting in the way is this damn Connor McDavid stuff. I Look, I understand the guy's great. They want him to be the next Gretzky. In fact, they've got him and Gretzky in a commercial. And I almost wonder if Gretzky is like kind of like propping up Edmonton. It's like, you know. If they don't have someone good, they don't have heart winners. They're just going to fall in the ice. But look, there are some things that say, okay, but then there's something that says to me, there's no way Connor McDavid should win the Hart Trophy this year. Okay, Connor McDavid going into tonight or tomorrow, I think earlier today, led by two goals, 34-32 over Pasta. Pasta's two, Connor McDavid one. Points, McDavid 77, Pasta's fourth, 58. Now keep in mind, Pasta has other teammates that, I mean, granted, there are the people people there, but you'll see what I'm getting to here shortly. Connor McDavid's number one in assists at 43. Pasta's 30th at 28. You're like, KJ, you're making your against Pasta's plus minus. He's 11th. <laughs> Connor McDavid is damn near last at 278. How are you going to win a Hart Trophy unless you're a goalie and have a plus minus a one? 
Getting close to my point. Power play goals, Connor McDavid, 14. Pasta's fourth with 12. Power play assist, McDavid's number one with 25. Pasta's 24th with 12. Both have the same amount of game-winning goals, tied for 12th with four. The difference, the Oilers are fighting for eighth in the Western Conference. How are you most valuable when your team isn't valuable enough to get in the playoffs? Going into tonight, the Bruins were 11 points clear at the top of the Eastern Division. If you put the Bruins in the Western Conference, they'd be 12 points clear. This is really about Connor McDavid getting to three Hart trophies to pass Crosby, who's the aging lover boy, and Ovechkin's career starting to wind down. So they need someone who has three. Can, can Pasta get one? He's just being punished for being on the best team. That has other league leaders on the team. Linus, McAvoy, like these guys are helping. Like this is the story. They, the reason why hockey was able to be put on American networks was because of the 80s Edmonton Oilers. Now, granted, they were as dominant as the Islanders before them, but the Islanders just really couldn't connect. Part of it, cable television that really kicked in. But the Oilers made you stay up at 11 o'clock at night watching some random Calgary-Edmonton game because they had all these superstars. But when they had to sell off Gretzky to save the farm to L.A., there's always been kind of this push to make sure Edmonton stays alive. And I like the team. But I can't figure out how a Hart Trophy winner is going to be on a team that that may not even make the playoffs. Do you know the odds for Connor McDavid at BetMGM is minus 350 to win the Hart Trophy? And for Pasta, it's plus 1,400. That doesn't make any sense. And this is what I say, and I've said this since I've been here at the station because, let's face it, when I was playing RB records, I really didn't have to discuss hockey too much. Is that if you're not taking care of one of your original six, and pushing that story or narrative, especially if they're great. It doesn't matter how good or bad the, the Edmonton is. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. If this thing doesn't have get the connective tissue to make up for these other places. Now, thankfully, Tampa's committed to hockey. Florida disappearing this year is kind of a bit disappointing because there was someone in it. Thank goodness the hurricanes have started to work out, right? Because at one point you're like, yeah, they're good, but will they last? It's just kind of like this Canadian bias when you know the best team and its best player. And here's what's even crazier. You know what will end up happening because so many people will know that Pasta needs or should be the Hart Trophy winner as the season winds down, especially if Edmonton with two Hart Trophy winners on the team can't get to the playoffs, they'll split the vote between Linus and Pasta. Just so that way they, you know what I mean? They, they'll cancel each other out. Because Linus' season has just been absolutely amazing. So I, I that just kind of chaps my hide, as my grandfather would say. This is the best player on the best team by almost a dozen points over the second place team. And hasn't flinched the whole season. And you're going to tell me 
that pasta's a 14 to 1 shot to win the Hart Trophy? What? Okay, what what are we what are we doing jobbers on Saturday morning wrestling here? Oh, you get the Rocket Richard Trophy. Oh, that's closer. Yeah, no. No. Next here on WEEI, we wrap up, but we talk about the Dana White situation, and he spoke out today uh, at the UFC press conference before to introduce the fighters, and I have some thoughts on that next here on WEEI. You're listening to WEEI Late Night on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. There's, there's no defense for this, and people should not be defending me uh, over this thing, no matter what. Um, you know, all the criticism that I have received this week is 100% warranted and, and will receive in the future. So, and you know me better than anybody, if, you know, especially the people that I don't like start coming after me, nobody fires back more than I do. Late night. W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. Been here for the last hour, 45 minutes, or even for the last 4.5 minutes. I appreciate you. That is Dana White earlier today and his comments regarding the unfortunate incident that happened between him and his wife on New Year's Eve. Uh, The video was sent to TMZ and played back. In the video, Dana White's wife slaps him. He slaps her back. And that's Dana White addressing that's the first part of it now you might have heard some of the comments the great thing about radio is you can play more of the comments including the ones that were removed which really shocked me and i'll play those here shortly so when i heard dana white say especially those who don't like me it's kind of like are you missing the point while this is about you this isn't about your enemies This is about what is on tape and what has happened when things like these things like this have happened on tape. Ray Rice, brutal what you saw on tape. Never saw the field again. Other players, even members in UFC who've had incidents would never would would not see their profession again. But the thing with Dana White, which is different than most other things, and we'll get to the soundbite about him saying, you know, what would be the appropriate time or what would be the appropriate punishment, is it's different when you're an employee and when you're an employer. See, when you're an employee, pressure can get to your employer and something be done about your employment. But when you're an employer, And even though he has bosses to answer to, but when you're the primary employer of the product, sometimes you feel like, like what, what, what am I supposed to do? What, what should I do? Punish myself. And I don't have an answer of what Dana White should or should not do. I think his partners, which are different than employers, have something I think waiting for him. And I think they're just trying to gauge, and I won't speculate, what the blowback will be on them if they don't take action against their partner, who's an employer, 
who's had to do this with employees before. Here's the sound by in full, not totally in full, it's not 19 minutes, but there'll be pieces that you did not hear when this stuff was televised earlier of him talking about, well, what should his punishment be? Here it is. Yeah, well, I mean, what should the repercussions be? You tell me. I take 30 days off. How, how does that hurt me? I mean, I told you guys when we were going through COVID, COVID could last 10 years. I could set it out and, you know what I mean? What, what, what would be the problem? The only, it's, it's much like COVID actually, you know, the, uh, me leaving hurts the company, hurts my employees, hurts the fighters. doesn't hurt me. I could have left in 2016. You know what I mean? I don't know. What's the, do, do I need to reflect? No, I don't need to reflect. The next morning when I woke up, you know what I mean? I, I, I've been against this. I've owned this. I'm telling you that I'm wrong. And, um, but listen, I mean, I've had, we've had plenty of discussions internally with Ari, ESPN. Nobody's happy. Nobody's happy about this, you know? Neither am I. Um, but it happened. And, and, and I have to deal with it. And, and what is my punishment? Here's my punishment. I got to walk around for however long I live. Is it 10.4 years or is it another 25 years? And I got to, and I, and I got to, this is, this is how I'm labeled now. My other punishment is that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, whether it be media, fighters, friends, acquaintances who had respect for me might not have respect for me now. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that, I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life that are way more of a punishment than what I take a 30 day, 60 day absence. That does, that's not a punishment to me. The punishment is that I did it. Or they buy you out behind your back. See, cause I don't really necessarily buy that. The fighters would suffer if Dana White's gone. Dana White's not a fighter. How would they suffer if he's gone? That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, like, I can understand if you're the marketing and you're the mouth of all these different things, but I'm sure they can find another. Watch this. You don't think they couldn't see Joe Rogan in your stead? <laughs> Hello? When you start to believe that you're you're irreplaceable, they only have to take off two letters out of irreplaceable to replace you. It only takes two letters. And it puts you right on the IR. That's biblical right there. So I, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, this is what should happen to Dana White, and they should be doing this, and they should be doing that. The, piece that, the pieces that you didn't hear on television today involved him mentioning the people at ESPN, his comments about COVID, even the stuff about, you know, and, and the people who don't like me. Huh? The pe- now, I wanted, I can't play all... 15, 19 minutes, that's not my job here. But he would go on to say that the people who know him best are the people that he lives with in his home, his children. Mentioned that he has a son that's like 21 years old, never seen any of this stuff like that. I totally get that. But people are probably saying, hey, why are we even seeing you and why are we not getting stories that you are off getting help or it's being addressed? or with the financial wherewithal that your company has, that an initiative is not already started already with a large sum of cash behind it. Not to excuse what you've done, 
but to show that I can no longer be the face of my own mistake and still stand there as it's being addressed. Absolutely pathetic that people were saying, well, she hit him first. Are you fools three years old? There's no reason whatsoever at all. I remember I was in high school. I had said something to my uh, girlfriend at the time. Totally forgot she was left-handed. Smacked me right in the face. You know what I did? I just went ahead and opened my locker. Doesn't, what she did to me, did not make it right, but I wasn't going to make it doubly wrong. It doesn't matter. The, the fighters won't suffer. People will still watch UFC because it's blood sport. But when it starts to become lifestyle or it exposes an aspect of lifestyle, you can't come and say, well, for the people who are against me, huh? Or what should I do? Suspend myself for 30 days, 60 days? You've suspended fighters for good for the same stuff. Look what's going on with Vince McMahon. Has anybody stopped watching WWE? Not at all. Not at all. And I don't even know, like, like was there video, like, what Vince McMahon was involved with some wrestlers and made inappropriate moves and so forth, and some had come, come forward. It's just something about this society that when you see it on tape, it takes it to another level. It doesn't make it any more wrong if it's not on tape, it doesn't make it any less wrong. But when it's on tape and you're saying, was 30 days going to be it? Was that going to work? It's not going to work. That's all I got to say about Dana White. And I don't even know the guy. I'm just like, Psh. they they can't replace you. Man, unbelievable. Lisa Marie Presley passed away at 54. Michael Jackson's ex-wife. If there's one thing I know about Lisa Marie Presley, she shared a story with a friend friend of mine. They asked, what was it like being married to Michael Jackson? Number one, that's not really his voice. Number two, he's an extremely sensual man. And three, oh, that guy could be a hard ass sometimes. So, wow, just so many people just going away such a young age. All right, tomorrow night, we get into the NFL weekend. Thank you so much for hanging out at WEEI, at KJ Carson. See ya! T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.